Hello everybody and welcome to another episode. My name is Jed Shepard and I am your host. If this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, then what are you doing? You've missed some great, great, great guests and today is no different. Um, I am speaking to not only essentially the hero of the new Twin Peaks uh, series, uh, but someone who, (laughs) well you are, um, but someone who has almost kind of been there, be, been in some of the, the best shows uh, over the last 20 years. And you might not have realised, I will be delving into those two. But today, uh, as a guest on my show, I have Kimmy Robertson. Hello, Kimmy. Yay. <laughs> wow. Hi. Hey, Kimmy. And you're in your car somewhere. Are you in LA? I am in Pasadena. That's oh, in, that's close. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Up in the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's all right. And I think I've been in stuff for uh, more than 20 years. I started acting in 1980. So yeah. that's about a million years. That that's essentially a million years, yeah. And don't worry, I, I will go back to those times and to uh, Lost American Virgin and all of those in just a moment. <laughs> but but let's talk about let's talk about Twin Peaks, uh, where you play Lucy Brennan, um, the uh, ever so ditzy receptionist at, at the police station. Um, just 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 take us right back I to the start. <laughs> the the ever so ditzy. <laughs> well, we find out she it's really isn't. Okay. How would you explain her? Well, she acts ditzy and looks ditzy. Yeah. But she's actually very uh, smart in a different way. Yes. She's, uh, she, yeah, ditzy, I don't think is, is that implies dumb. And I know Lucy's oh, no. not dumb. She's definitely not dumb, as we find out in the new series, where, again, I find that she's the hero of the piece. She does what other people can't do. Um, and, um, I mean, again, if you, if you listen to this guys out there, this is a little bit of, of spoilers for, for the new series of, um, Twin Peaks, but how far in advance did you know, um, when, when you knew that the new series was coming, that you would be essentially the person to basically kill the bad guy, kill the big bad? How far in advance did you know? I knew when David Lynch put the gun in my hand no. and told me to shoot Bad Cooper. Yeah, that's when me. I found out. Wow. No, on the, on the set. <laughs> wow. So do you think do you think David Lynch knew where this was going or did you think, oh, I'll just make Lucy do it? <laughs> no, everyone knew that um, the wardrobe people knew and the um, makeup people knew and the Sabrina Sutherland, the executive producer, knew Uh uh, for, I guess, a couple of years. And that was, Sabrina always says, we're we're friends, and we have the same birthday, even. But um, she always says that was the hardest thing to not tell me (laughs) that. Because (laughs) your story arc is probably one of the most maybe besides Laura's, is one of the most interesting because very unassuming, almost uh, kind of uh, the kind of the, the B plot. Yeah. And then you come 
and you're you're the hero you're the hero of the piece you're the person who pulls the trigger and kills the big bad where other people couldn't you had a lot a lot of strong-willed people in that room when that happened when that crazy stuff was happening and you just walk in and you blitz it and 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 you kill the big bad um that must have been very satisfying to 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 be able to do that it was amazing. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that you can't you can't really put anywhere in your brain or your heart. It's like I don't even know where to put that. <laughs> I I got a, a they, some people gave me an award a couple weeks ago, oh, uh, yeah. Humana, and I don't. That's another thing. So that's two things that I just don't. It, it's very hard to explain. But, like, if you get a part on something and you're excited, that you know where to put that. But this is just, I still don't, I don't even think about it because I don't know where to, <laughs> where to file it. <laughs> because it's, I mean, it's such an important part of the plot. It's, it's the culmination of many, many episodes. And uh, you get given this kind of, this, this amazing, amazing part. Um so, because like when you first read, read the script to the new Twin Peaks, when you found out it was coming back, um, how like when did they tell you that you were coming back? Did you always know that uh, you were coming when, back? Oh no! Um, I got a phone call from Sabrina, and oh, sorry, someone just stopped in front of me. <laughs> I I got a phone call from Sabrina, and um. Somebody is calling me. It's like they have the same number as you. That's weird. Oh, it's probably uh, the, your PR person in, in the UK. Oh, I, okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so she called me and said, I have David Lynch on the phone. Do you have time to talk to him? <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, she goes, what are you doing right now? And I said, I'm, I'm taking a nap. I was. And she goes, you want us to call back? <laughs> no! <laughs> no. So that was a, a couple, that was like a year and a half before we started shooting. Oh, it's crazy! And because... I I didn't read any scripts, by the way. There was no script. Really? So 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 yeah. t- take me through how it works. Wait, wait. When you when you first knew Twin Peaks was coming back, what was the process from then? Was was there any was it just turn up on set at this time and we'll work it out as we go along, or what happened? Um, it was the first thing that I did was come in for some wardrobe fitting. Uh, now, first I came in to sign the contract mm-hmm. and talk to David Lynch uh, a little, and um, I think he wanted to make sure that I looked somewhat the same. Because <laughs> you can never be too sure, yeah. No, and um, then the next time I came in was for wardrobe fitting, mm-hmm. and those weren't going very well. Um, he, he didn't like anything that they were putting me in, and I kept, is it all right if I tell you this story? Yeah. Sort of answering it. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> do, do, don't you think, um, no story's too geeky about Twin Peaks for me. I am obsessed, so you can, you can tell me anything and I'll be interested. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when I walked into the wardrobe room, which was way at the back of this big building, yeah. um, 
an industrial building where they had some of the sets they were building. Anyway, and David Lynch's office was way in the front. But so I walked in to the wardrobe room and there was a sweater that I loved. This beautiful sweater and it buttoned up the front. It had a collar. It had what looked like different shaped donuts all over it. And <laughs> I said, whose sweater is that? And they said, not yours. And I said, well, can I at least try it on? And she said, no. <laughs> so we were trying on stuff. And then I said again, can I try that sweater on? And she said, no. I said, ever? And she goes, at the end, if you want, you can try the sweater on. And I said, okay. So I went back up with some more outfits, and he said, no, 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 no. And he had this frown, like, what the heck is going on? Where's Lucy, he said. <laughs> and so Nancy got a phone call, a really important phone call, I think, from Brian Ferry. Mm-hmm. While I was, uh, like, getting into a different outfit. So I had on a pink skirt, and I I said, I'm just going to try on this pink sweater, and she didn't really hear me. So I put the sweater on. She hung up the phone and turned around, and she said, okay, take off the sweater. And I bolted and ran all the way to David Lynch's office <laughs> in the sweater. <laughs> He was running after me, and we were giggling, and um, I ran into his office, and he goes, there's Lucy, uh-huh. and that's the sweater I had on when I shot that Cooper. <laughs> wow. It's the perfect sweater as well. It really it really suits the character. The, um, best, the best sweater. It really is. Did you manage to keep it, or was it gone to... to oh, no, it? you don't get to keep it. Oh. No, you don't keep it. That's a that's a real shame. Um, but how do you feel? Because um, how do you feel the character of Lucy has progressed since the original run, like in the early nineties? Do you, what's happened in the meantime? You do get little snippets of Lucy's life now, um, but what's kind of happened in the like twenty five, twenty six years since the original Twin Peaks? What what else has happened that we don't see on screen? Um, I don't know. She had a baby. Yeah. And raised him. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she took him to, you know, knitting circles, sewing <laughs> circles, dance lessons, uh, art classes. I'm sure he learned to play all kinds of instruments. And uh, I'm sure they read uh, all the romantic Byron Keats, all of that every night. Mm-hmm. See, these are the details that Twin Peaks fans need, and they and they want what what was happening in those wilderness years. Because we only get we only get snippets well, uh, in this new series. Uh, that's true, but also I know for sure she went camping. She learned how to go camping, uh-huh. and what she really wants now is a trailer, and um, she wants <laughs> she wants. <laughs> To take everyone in the sheriff's station uh, camping, including Chad. She <laughs> yeah. thinks that would make Chad a nicer person. <laughs> and um, do you think, um, because I mean, 
the, the, the new series, like it, it got it got one rave reviews that everyone kind of loves it. Uh, but one of the things that that people have said about it, and and maybe the only kind of derogatory thing they will say about it is it's still quite confusing in in, in certain ways. But I mean, it's not meant to be a normal kind of narrative like succinct something you'd be able to explain to kids it's meant to be challenging and that's why people like it um do you think there is scope for another series of twin pigs do you think has that ever been talked about um because it ended in 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 such a unique and interesting way um do you think has that has that conversation happened yet no um i don't uh David Lynch is busy painting, <laughs> and I know that I know that um, Showtime. As far as what I've heard, they want to do another one, but that's a, that's all that I know. I know that everybody I've ever talked to wants more. Um, yeah. To me, it's so rare to have like a green light on a show and then not do it. Yeah, that's just really rare. I think everybody wants it. So. I mean, it was so, especially in the UK, like we loved it over here, and um, I, I feel like we need to see the continuation of that story. If they did make a new series, what would you, what would your ideal things be for Lucy? <laughs> Where do you think she would go? What would happen next? Well, I think, I think I just told you she would take everyone camping. Yes, she would. And then the hilarity would ensue. Do you reckon like her you newfound know, confidence of being able to to kind of uh, shoot down bad guys and, and supernatural weird things, do you think that would carry on where she would maybe be more part of the team and maybe part of Cooper's kind of inner circle because she's proven herself? Well, I think she has always been in the inner circle. That's what David told me when I, my first day of work wow. in 1989, uh-huh. that she knows everything that's going on and nothing gets past her. Yep. And um, technically, she's a little challenged with technical things. <laughs> he told me that. <laughs> I mean, she knew that way back then he knew that yeah i don't know that there was you know enough cell phone usage back then for but he did tell me that so (laughs) oh that's great there you go she is one of the most loved characters in twin peaks i mean you must get a lot of love from the fans because obviously there's the the uk twin peaks uh convention that's coming up which you are going to attend um and you'll see it for yourself how much the fans love twin peaks here um do you get how how much love do you get from 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 fans in the street and and around you? People must love you because you're one of those characters that even though there was that twenty odd year gap in in between the the two the second series and the third series, um, your character is still one that really stands up and people want to do well and they and they want they care about and it's quite rare that a character still holds that affection after all these years. But I think Lucy Brennan is is one of those characters. Do you see that at conventions? Well, I I do I do I I do feel really lucky that I got to play somebody that makes people um, happy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and because that spreads on to me, 
and I've always said it feels like love. Yeah. Um, that's what it feels like to me, so maybe that's what it is, and we sure could use uh, more love in this world. That's very right true. Now. That is true. And uh, and Lucy seems to be the living embodiment of it, and maybe that's why she um, uh, she was given the the opportunity to to kill the bad guy because love conquers evil, um, I I guess. Um, but where in, in maybe so. Yeah. Nice of you to say that. Thank you. <laughs> um, what, what in in your experience? What's been your favourite Lucy moment um, in all of Twin Peaks, including the original series? Oh gosh, well, everybody loves uh, the scene with Andy and Lucy and Wally. Uh-huh. I mean, that that really made people happy, yeah, yeah. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, I don't know of anything specific like that. Just uh-huh. Lucy <laughs> trying to explain stuff. Over explaining stuff, mm-hmm. everybody likes that. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody knows someone like oh, Lucy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your favorite part? The Wally thing, the Wally thing, and the this Twin Peaks uh, competition. Yeah, I was dance gonna, number. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to mention. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about that a lot. And like, they like that. Pardon me, I've got a little bit of cold. Um, do you find um, uh, that while you're in inside something like Twin Peaks, that you understand it better than people who are just watching it fresh? Did you understand it the whole way through? Were you giving clues as to what was going to happen, or when you watched it when it was on TV, is that only the only time you realised what was actually going on? Because it must be hard. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, and I still don't. I still don't really know what's going on. I mean, I have opinions and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't... I, I'm... First of all, we didn't... Some people got scripts, like, the parts that they were in only, like, from where their line started to where they their last line finished. That's how much of a script they got. I personally never got a script. And when I got one, it was in my dressing room when I got there, but it's always, they give you these tiny scripts, they're itty-bitty, and you can't even read the words, so I just never read them until I would get on the set, and then David would be all ready to shoot, and David Lynch would say, okay, Lucy, do you know your lines? And I would say, what lines? No way. Somebody get... Lucy's script. You kidding so me? So I would get my line, and then I'd say them. No, but he knows I have a good, um, fast memory. <laughs> so was a that the case for every episode? episode? Yes, yes. Wow. Wow. So do you, do you prefer working like that, or I, where it's spontaneous, or would you prefer to get them in advance so you can kind of prepare it? Pre- because, like... Your 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 character is very, very warm, and it it doesn't. Maybe that that way of of presenting you the work, the lines make it seem seem fresh and and real. Maybe, um, 
But I think that that's the best way to act. I think when actors over-prepare, it, uh, they get in their heads, and mm-hmm. they, they, it's not spontaneous. It doesn't seem like it just came out of their mouth. Like, yeah. it looks real actory, I think. But I work really well that way. That just happens to be the way I work the best. And yeah. I think David Lynch obviously knows that. Mm-hmm. It definitely does work. So, and yeah. does does he do that for other characters as well, for, for, for other actors? Or is it just a Lucy thing? No. He doesn't seem to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody works differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I just happen to have a video-optic memory, it's called. So I, I like, video what I'm reading, and then I can just say it. And then when you get to do it like that, you, um, Jed, you, um, it's like you're thinking of it right at that moment, and it comes out. Wow. That's great. Because I I make films myself as well, and I'm very specific about, (laughs) <laughs> the, the actors learning the lines that I've written and not to battle it because I'm just conscious like I, I spent so much time writing these lines and they need, need to get it right but but I, I'm, I'm starting to um to have second thoughts about that now um is there like when he told when you first became uh became Lucy did he ever say it was like based on a character or someone he knew because it's a very specific type of character um did he ever give you kind of any clues as to it was based on a person he knew in the past, or did he just say go for it and make your own character? No, he never said. I mean, obviously, when I went into audition, the part of Lucy had one and a half lines, and mm-hmm. uh, I I was given I wasn't given Lucy. I was given Audrey and Shelley, wow. and I was given the. Northwest Passage script. And they said, those aren't the characters you're auditioning for, but just just look them over and if he wants you to read them, then you'll you'll know what you're reading. And he didn't want me to read them. He didn't want me to read anything. We just talked. He asked me some questions and then I started talking. And I never stopped talking. <laughs> I kept asking him questions, and I was giving him my theories about humanity mm-hmm. and how weird people are when they live like alone in the wilderness. They get mean instead of being getting um, peaceful and more holy and zen-like. Um, they get weird, and then I started telling all these stories about that and. And then I went, I think I was in there for 45 minutes, and I asked him a bunch of questions, too, and gave him my theory about Blue um, Velvet and some other movies. And whenever I would ask him something, he would say, well, what do you think? And that's still what he says about everything. Yeah. Wow. And, like, working with... And I... I was just going to say, working with David Lynch, that, it's great. It's... it's Oh, I was going to say, working with David Lynch, he's obviously, he's a master at what he does, and he's very specific about what he does. 
like what kind of what does he tell you to do what's his directing style because obviously we see the result of it in the amazing films he makes and tv shows he makes but what's he like on set how how involved is he is he getting like the first ad to to shout things at you or is he getting other people to tell you what to do or is he very direct and he's whispering in your ear to do things what's how does he work oh yeah Nobody else tells you what to do. Only David Lynch right. tells you what to do. <laughs> he uh, he will say, um, for instance, he'll give you the line and then say, okay, uh, like, remember the thing with the telephone? It's the black phone, not the brown phone. <laughs> that, he took me aside and said, Okay, Lucy, um, now, you just redecorated the office last week. You painted and moved the furniture around. And a call has come in that you've answered that's obviously very important. <laughs> and um, uh, you need to tell the sheriff to, to pick up the line. And uh, you have to be specific. What, where the phone is or which phone to answer because everything's been moved around and how would you say that? And so I started talking and he said, stop, let's shoot it. And um, I didn't even finish what I was saying. <laughs> and we just started and um, I said that big rambling thing and he said, that's it, ages. <laughs> And I think we did it another time because sometimes they need two takes. Um, yeah. They make them. He doesn't like to do two takes, but they make them. Just for, for safety. safety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, and, yeah, so... That's crazy. Like, I, I was picturing that in his voice okay. while he was explaining, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And but what I've always said uh, is he hires people... That, that fit an idea that he has in his head, which is making a, a painting like Salvador Dali made it. These, these beautiful paintings that were very different, and he, people were, were the colors. Like, so he gets out the color blue, mm -hmm. and I'm the color blue, and he makes sure you're in the right color of blue that day. Yeah. And then he gives you the line, and that's it. He kind of manipulates the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. Like when we did uh, the scene after, when they told us the log lady had passed away. Yeah. And um, he, he manipulated the energy. He made it all quiet and dark, and no one was in the hallway. Nobody was anywhere. Everybody was quiet. Uh, that had to be there was sitting down and looking down. Mm -hmm. They weren't chewing gum or eating or talking or on their phone. And that's what he does. He makes the room what you're doing, and then he shoots it. Wow. An absolute master. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, just to have him making more Twin Peaks to me was it was just such a real treat. I didn't think he would direct um, all the episodes either, and uh, oh, it was just a real treat. And I didn't expect the new series to be as good 
as it as it was um and it just absolutely blew me away and it's something it's television it's television that is so different than than other things out there as well and and it's it's just a real treat just to have someone of that caliber making tv that you can watch in your own home and you don't have to go to the cinema to watch um yeah it must be crazy just to be part of something that you know full well in 50 years time they will still be speaking about twin peaks twin peaks is going to be around forever it'll always be just the, the the best people's favorite favorite tv show and that's almost like how i pick my friends like when when you first meet someone and you kind of learn their interests and if they mention twin peaks you know you you know they're going to be friends for life they're going to be people you'll get on with because they have the same sensibilities uh, as yourself and um yeah it's, it's right yeah and you can tell a type of person if twin peaks is, is their favorite tv show as well um it's it's the right kind of people <laughs> um What's interesting, Jed, is not one of my friends has, nor my family, has watched any of it. You're kidding me, Kimmy. You're kidding me. Not not even your scenes? Nope. Wow. (laughs) And why is that? Why? It's so good. I don't, I just, I don't think they'd like me all that much, so they're not going to watch something (sighs) that I'm in. Especially it's series one. Series one is is almost the perfect. Even the pilot episodes, like it's the it's it's the perfect yeah. pilot episode. And series one of Twin Peaks is is the perfect television. It's amazing. Um, and you see the Twin Peaks influence in in TV shows now. There's lots of uh, police procedural dramas, mysteries where girls have gone missing, and it's 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 all it all comes back to Twin Peaks, and yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. But, yeah. But it's Welcome not, to LA. Yeah, um, but there's not. It's not just Twin Peaks you're involved in. We can, we can talk about some of the other things um, that you were involved in. Um, some of the things that I um, enjoyed you in. Um, well, films I enjoyed, but I, I actually forgot you were in them. Um, so there's Leprechaun Two, <laughs> which I love the Leprechaun uh, movies. You re- you were in Leprechaun Two. Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was called, it was called a cameo. The director yeah. brought me in and said, would you be willing to do this cameo if, um, if Quint Howard is your husband? And I said, <laughs> yes. I, Wait, I don't have to be, we're not naked, are we? And he said, no, no. <laughs> you just played his girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> He said, okay, perfect. Um, tourist with Clint Howard. Perfect. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and you were also in Beauty and the Beast, of course, as Feather Duster. Yes, Beauty. Yeah. That must have been incredible to be involved yeah. in as well. I mean... I mean, before, before this, Beauty and the Beast was obviously known, but it wasn't as kind of in the pop culture as it is now to be involved with with a film like this straight well the same time as twin peaks really or just after twin peaks must have been incredible yeah yes well the some friends of mine were directing it and i i had dated a bunch of people from disney and um <laughs> animation department <laughs> a and bunch of i people. used to know, <laughs> I used to go once a month to Chuck Jones, uh, 
to brunch with Chuck Jones and some of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, Kelly Asbury, Rob Minkoff, Chris Bailey, and um, Chuck Jones is the guy who did Bud Funny and yeah, Daffy yeah. Duck. Okay, so then we go to his house and talk more and drink champagne, and his wife was there. And anyway, so I I knew all these people, and they had asked me to be in Little Mermaid. So I was uh, Lana in that, and she ended up, I think I recorded two lines, Uh and but she was in all the, afterwards when you do a, animated feature they do a cartoon or they did they would do a cartoon show for years mm. and so I got to do that and then wow. they called me in to do they said show up to work at Disney um, you're going to do a voiceover and I said okay and I got there and they said here's your line <laughs> and they walked away and then they came back and said oh you can do a French accent, right? And I went, uh, <laughs> a Disney French? And they said, yes, Disney French. <laughs> I said, yeah, I can do that. Awesome. So I did it, and I came back a few times. And then then we did all kinds of other stuff. I shows, cartoons. And- you did so many animated shows. You were in, So as you said, you were in the Little Mermaid TV show. You were in um, Batman, the animated series. Um, Tom and Jerry Kids Show, Two Stupid Dogs, uh, Simpsons. Wow, so many great shows. You yeah, beca- Secret Squirrel, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, and just about anything that was at Hanna Barbera, I was I was in it. Um, they bring me in all the time. Yeah, Gravedale High. Was oh, Gravedale High! I used to love Gravedale High. Um, so good, and you were Doozer, right? User, yeah. User, yeah. <laughs> that was such a good show. Um, and you're also in the Bill and, Ted, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure show, right? The uh, Yep, yeah. I used to love that. I used to love that show. It was great. You were, And obviously you were in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as well. Um, Married yeah. with Children. Wow. You, you were I was in... Uh, there was a, a period of time mm-hmm. where I did all these movies with really long names. Don't tell mom the babysitter says, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> My stepmother is an alien. My mom's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. You were, like, just looking at you, I'm doing, you were in pretty much everything I loved as a, growing up as a child. You were literally everything I, I loved. Uh, Married with Children, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Gravedale High, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Twin Peaks, Tales from the Crypt, Beauty and the Beast, The Simpsons, Batman, Little Mermaid, Leprechaun, ER. Just goes on and on and on and on and on. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you couldn't get rid of you in the in the uh, in the nineties. Um, and uh, obviously, like um, the the thing that people remember you the most for though is uh, as Lucy in in Twin Peaks. Um, and I really hope that character sticks around. I really hope um, David Lynch makes another series. I'm sure he must do, or at least another kind of like movie. Uh, and Lucy, isn't it? Because you were meant to be in um, Firewalk with me, right? 
I was in it, but I was cut out. Yeah. So what was your scene in it? Because it, it makes sense. Because, I mean, obviously there were a few omissions from Firewalk With Me, some big omissions, uh, Audrey, for one. There was a lot. There was, <laughs> yeah. there was quite a lot. To have you, you, I, get, I, I take it you haven't seen the deleted scenes movie. I haven't, actually, no. Okay, I highly recommend that because not only is it the deleted scene, yeah, it's it's a movie. It's a movie. Um, it's okay. scored. It's color times. It's it's a real movie. So why did they get rid of fabulous. it? Fabulous. Why? Is it, so it, because because it would have been another two hours long. Because I have I have the DVD. Is it on the DVD? I have I have the DVD. Um. Oh, it must be you on have the. the deleted scene. Okay. I don't have that. I need. To, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that after this, and I'll, and I'll watch that. Do you um, remember me doing the unboxing videos? <coughs> unboxing. I haven't seen them. No. Unboxing. Well, if you YouTube, uh, Kimmy Robertson unboxing, mm-hmm. you'll see two two different things that I unbox. Box sets, and the first one I did was the deleted scene. Oh, okay. And that was a pretty big deal, and I'm I'm really surprised. I've met a lot of people who they think it's just a bunch of scenes, but they don't realize Angelo scored it. Wow! It's a finished film. Wow! It's another David Lynch movie. That's crazy! Yeah. Wow! See, they they should show that at the um, the Twin Peaks convention. Which is in, which is cu- coming up. So a whole bunch of you is cu- coming down to the UK to, uh, to to the Twin Peaks convention in, in London. Um, yeah, that's good. So yourself, Dana Ashbrook. Who else will be there? John Chad, wow. who is John Piercello, but Yes. We all call him John Chad. <laughs> Because uh, I'm I'm speaking to uh, a lot of your your colleagues in in the next few days. Um, so actually, after you, um, I'm going to have to wrap this up very shortly because I'm going to speak to Dana very very soon. Um, so, is there anything you want me to to pass on to Dana? Um, see you in London. <laughs> I will tell him that. Um, I'm speaking to Rebecca Del Rio tomorrow as well. Um, I am speaking to who else? Oh, there's a lot of you I'm speaking to. Yeah, basically all of you that's coming to London, and, and and I can't wait. It's a real treat for me because I speak to a lot of people, but I haven't ever spoken to anyone from from Twin Peaks, and it's it's basically my favourite show of all time. Um, so it's really surreal for me, especially speaking. Yeah, speaking speaking to Kimmy Robertson, aka Lucy Brennan, who. The hero of the new Twin Peaks. It's crazy to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, Kimmy, it, it's been really great to speak to you, and I'm sorry I have to, to wrap it up early, but um, is there anything you, you want to kind of plug, anything that you have coming up that you want to uh, people to know about? No, whenever people ask me that, I mm-hmm. always say no because I don't I don't really remember most of the stuff I'm doing <laughs> until after I hang up. <laughs> and that's why I usually say I'm working on my uh, re- restoring my bathroom. 
Well, if you think of anything, I'll put this up in, in the next couple of days. Just just email me, and I'll put it into the show notes so people yeah. can click on it. And uh, but if there's anything in your back catalogue that you can think of that you that you want to recommend to people, something that you you're really proud of that people may have not as underseen or underrated, what would what would you choose out of your back catalogue that you'd want well, people I to would, recommend? I would choose two things. Okay. The last American Virgin yeah. and um, the deleted scene movie. Great, great. Those two. And the last American Virgin was a remake of um, of like a Turkish Lemon film, right? Popsicle. That's the one. Yeah, it's yeah. Israeli. Yeah, it's yeah. the um, the the canon the canon guys, right? That was one of the first yeah. canon films. Yeah. Uh, so as uh, David directed that. That's yeah, right. Yeah. My story. Wow, that's yep. crazy, and I can't believe I haven't seen the deleted scenes, and and I will make up for that. I promise you, I will make up for that, and I hope to make it to the. Well, I I will be at the um the Twin Peaks convention um later on this month, so I'll, I'll wave at you when I'm there, and you can tell me. That, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you better come up and introduce yourself, I, or I'll be mad. I promise you, I will, Kimmy. I really, really will, and I'll, I'll give you some donuts as well. I'll bring I'm, some donuts for you. <laughs> Um, so thank- generally they don't taste like I, we were in Australia and they had donuts everywhere but they don't taste like uh, donuts really it well, tastes like cake uh, yeah we, we don't really do donuts here very well um, and in fact, we don't do co- we don't do coffee that well here either. I was just I was just in LA like a couple of months ago, um, or actually one month ago, and everything's just so much nicer there. You really you do coffee so much better than us, and uh, yeah, most things better than us. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Yeah, but it'll be good to have you in London, and um, I'll definitely introduce myself, um, and then you can tell me more stories about being um, in Honey I Shrunk the Kids and. Don't tell mum the babysitter's dead because I feel like we need another episode to talk about that because they're seminal films in my childhood also. Uh, so, uh, okay. yeah. So I'll see you then, Kimmy. And, uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for talking. Um, and guys out there, if you wish to uh, speak to Kimmy, go see her at the, uh, the Twin Peaks convention happening in London later on this month. Um, and what are your, what are your social network contacts? How can they find you on Twitter? I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really tweet that much. I'm on okay. Instagram is what I do. You Most. do Instagram, right. Okay. Facebook, I, I pretty much accept everybody. I was holding off on accepting everyone because I thought you only get 5,000 people, but somebody just told me that you can have more than that. So. Okay. Oh, I, I've, do you know what? I'm going to add you on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter. Uh, actually, no, I'm on Facebook now as well. I'm going to add you on Twitter. You're O Kimmy Robertson on Twitter. Um, so I've added I you just am. now. So, Kimmy, you better add me back. And, uh, and on Instagram, I'm... Uh, oh, I just got it. I, okay. I heard my song. <laughs> okay, that's me. Um, Instagram, I, I think I'm just Kimmy Robertson on Instagram. I okay. Think. I will find you on that as well. Um, and you have to follow me back. Okay. Otherwise, I'm deleting this interview. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will. Okay, Kimmy. Thank you so much for talking. It's been amazing talking to you. And I'll see you in London. 
Okay. Bye, Jen. Hey, bye, Kimmy. Bye.